This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. One of the most difficult things we have to do as humans is listen to feedback. Why do you think it's so difficult, Nayeli? Well... As a good Catholic, because then I start feeling judged and guilty. I should have done better. I could do this. Uh, I also think it makes you very vulnerable getting feedback from other people. And it's, you know, you're getting, people are giving you feedback. And sometimes the way the message is delivered is hard to hear. Sometimes the feedback is hard to hear. And then thirdly, sometimes it's, it may be unwarranted. And listening to feedback, I remember, oh my God, I hated getting my annual reviews. I would, I would feel like a pit in my stomach. And you know, they would and I had great, I worked for amazing people. They would always be like, why are you so nervous? None of this should be a surprise. But I was always it, it made me feel very open or very vulnerable, very Confronted. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's confronting. <laughs> yeah, feedback is confronting. Um, but you have to guard yourself with feedback. You said something unwarranted. You have to also, you know, guard yourself. as like, who's giving you the feedback? And you said unwarranted. At your job, you're hired to do a job, right? So obviously there's metrics that you, that you need to hit. So obviously you're going to get feedback there, and the delivery is important. But then also outside that realm... You want to guard yourself as like, who's speaking into your life and who is giving you feedback, right? Is it warranted? You have to guard yourself because then it could do something to your psyche where you're like, oh, wait, wait, you know, those that give you feedback love you, right? So there's a circle that's going to give you feedback. And then you're going to have or encounter an opportunity that you're going to seek feedback from others as well. So I just caution. I just caution because emotionally it, it could do something to you. So you have to be careful with that piece as well. Absolutely. One of the things that I always coach people through is getting feedback. And one, we need feedback because no one's perfect. We could always get better, right? Continuous improvement. And secondly, it's how you react to the feedback. Are you going to get defensive? Are you going to hear the message? Are you going to change? Are you going to not do anything? But what I tell people is as you're reading an email with feedback or if someone's talking to you or if it's through text, don't put your own stink on it. Don't read it in a bad voice. Give that person like, just listen to the message. Don't always read the tone or the words, right? Sometimes people tell you, you should be more concise. Okay, I'm going to be more concise, but how they tell you, maybe like, oh, your presentation was very long. We felt that you went off topic, you blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm going to get through all this. I'm going to assume positive intent in this email I'm reading. And instead of getting upset or whatever, I'm going to take this and just take what the feedback is and its conciseness. Yeah, and I think feedback will always, always merit a conversation. Because we, we're in the, the tech, technology age where we'll send a text. Hopefully you're not getting feedback through a text. But in a corporate setting, hopefully you're getting it uh, um, via email. But follow up with the conversation. Because, yes, to your point, emails and texts can be misconstrued. And you're making things up in your head, which is what's not. Hey, I just want to get clarity. I want to have a conversation. What does that mean? 
Uh, so if you're getting feedback on that, and for those that are giving feedback, I always use this practice. And I ask the question because I need to find out where that person's at. Is it the right time to get feedback? Hey, are you open for, for, for some feedback? Right? I need to get permission. I'm not just going to go out there and get feedback because I don't know where that person either wants it for me or they're mentally set for that because I don't know where they're coming from. Right? They may be encountering stuff that I may not be aware of. So for you have to set the stage for feedback for those leaders out there that are giving feedback. Um, you got to get permission. It's, it's that sensitive. I'm going to challenge you on something. I think you could give feedback via text. Yes. Text is good, but at the same time, you got to know who it's coming from, right? That relationship has to be there. Right. But I think in this this day and age, text is, texts are almost replacing emails. And I, I would say if I get an email with a ton of feedback, it would almost feel more like structured or, you know. So I make sure that if, if you're giving feedback that you're mirroring or meeting the person on their preferred platform, right? So for you, it may be email. For me, you know, I, you know, I've gotten texts from people I've worked with when I was presenting and say, hey, don't forget, check your blind spots. You know what they are. Like, you're right. Yeah. That's all the feedback I needed. And I know what you're saying. Right. Well, I guess it's the culture, right? Mm -hmm. to, to go back into that, it's just the culture where you're in. If you're in a corporate setting, typically it's done through through email, uh, depending on the relationship or, or, or the uh, affiliation that you have. It could be done through text as well. Um, so, but yeah, it all depends what, what works for you, you know, uh, and, and what the culture set for that piece and, and how you receive the feedback. You know, there's so many personality assessments and you look at these different profiles and it tells you people's preferred communication style. And I love, like, I love these things because I tend to be very, um, you know, conceptual, analytical, and social are the ones that pop for me. And what it says is that I do not like, um, like guardrails and details and like the, the very minute details. And it was interesting because I use that also for how I receive feedback. I, I would say like, you know, if you're going to, Blah, blah, blah. Give me like big picture what where I should be focused against because that's how I can process it better. Then when I talked to my teams, I would see their different personality assessments so that I knew what would, you know, some people like them. So I had to give like very specific numbers in this instance and whatnot because that was how they were going to be able to receive the feedback better versus if I was just like, uh, you know, but you know, be more buttoned up and watch your blind spots. They'd be like, what are they? Tell me exactly what they are and what I should be doing. And so understanding how people process things or think or their preferred communication style is very important when you're giving feedback so that that feedback could be actionable. Yeah, it's knowing your team, knowing your audience mm -hmm. and how you're delivering the message because it's going to be different for everybody on that piece. That is important. It's not a one-size-fits-all for everyone that's listening. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's very customizable to the person that's in front of you. Right. And, you know, some of these personality tests, they even measure like, uh, you know, outgoingness or, you know, if you prefer an introvert, extrovert. Uh, one of them, and I, I talk about this all the time, is was flexibility, right? Where you range on flexibility. And so I knew that if I was giving feedback to someone who was on the low range of flexibility, that it had to be, you know, time bound and these dates and like this is the by this quarter or this is a three, six, nine month plan uh, because they needed that 
they couldn't just shift on the dime, you know, spin around and go the other direction. So I wanted to make sure that when you give feedback, um, you know, you asked about like making sure it was the right time. And the other thing is making sure it's the right method and the right way to connect with them to actually drive the the change. Yeah. And then when delivering feedback, don't overwhelm. There's so many things we could always improve. Pick one or two things at most three things that you can empower that individual uh, and then check in with them. It's like, you know, now that, that the, I, this is my style, it's obviously I want to make sure my communication w- was, was received well, is find out what do they think about that? How are they feeling with that? Hopefully they're feeling more empowered, right? And when you get feedback, just don't say, hey, you need to work on this and this. Give them resources. Hey, based on that, I found out I came across a good training or a good book. We just had our, our, our recording engineer, stellar recording engineer or mastermind here just re- <laughs> refer us a book as well, right? <laughs> There's always input. You want to empower people uh, to do that as well. It's like, hey, I'm not going to leave you stranded. Hey, you got to figure it out on your own. No, here's a resource. Guide them. Absolutely. And that guidance is is huge, right? Because if you're just giving feedback and you're just like, hey, do this, or I didn't like that you did this, but you're not giving them suggestions or like a roadmap or how to do it, like that person, maybe they didn't do it because they didn't know how to do it. And now they're stuck. Now now they feel like I would feel when I say they, I'm talking about me. <laughs> I would feel like not only did I disappoint my boss, I don't even know how to do what I'm being asked to do. And that that isn't gonna make me feel more engaged or more empowered. That's actually gonna make me feel like I have less less power or I'm not doing a good job. It could leave it to a level of disengagement, right? Yep. And you shut down and like, oh, what happened? You know, I told you. So as leaders, we, we have to we have to, you know, be visionary for our team members. Has your cafecito run out? Go grab another cup. We'll wait for you right here. Please check us out at corpcafecitos.com and drop us a message. colored glasses kind of girl. <laughs> I was working with someone the other day and, and she is uh, very smart. She's a healthcare professional and she was talking to me about this uh, neurosurgeon and I was like, wow, I don't know any neurosurgeons. I go, thank God. <laughs> she's like, wow, you're such a positive person that I'm happy. I don't know. You know, I've never had a need for, for that kind of uh, doctor. But being positive in going into a feedback session is really important. And I'm going to say this from two different perspectives. You have to assume positive intent that if someone's willing to give you feedback, it's because they care enough to bring something up to you. Secondly, if you are the person giving feedback, make sure that you are very deliberate in that this is a feedback session. Because lots of times... Um, with individuals that have coached, they're like, yeah, I never get feedback at work. And it's because it's disguised as a conversation between friends on the same team, right? If you as a manager, as a leader are very close to your team and you don't say like, hey, uh, you know, I need you to focus on this or work on this. But then you're also talking about like, you know, what everyone did this weekend or, or what this person, you know, had for lunch or whatever, that message may be lost. 
And so feedback should be very clear that it's feedback that you're giving and that you would like action or understand, you know, why they're doing it this way, et cetera. But when you give feedback, make sure that it's clear that you're giving a feedback message and also as the receiver to assume this is coming from a positive place. It's important to set the stage is what I'm hearing there. And, and if you're not receiving that, be courageous enough to say, hey, I want some feedback, right? Because so often I know from my previous experiences as not being a team leader but being part of the team itself, I just go with the flow, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's what it was. But, you know, it's it's time to self-reflect. It's like, hey, how you know when you're, you're, you're excelling or not, right, or, or you're stunted. So be courageous enough to say, hey, you know, I want some honest feedback, right? To your points, let's set aside that we're chums at buddies at work. It's like, no, on a professional spectrum, let's have that one-on-one conversation. What can I improve on? Uh, and if you do have a feedback conversation and you're left without resources, hey, what are some resources here internally that I could tap into? Right. They may have forgotten about that. And you may you may now help elevate that person's leadership because they didn't think about that. So be courageous enough and, and, and bold enough to say, hey, what are resources? Because they're out there. They're out there. Either externally or internally, they're out there, but be bold enough to ask for those. And I'll tell you, they'll respect you more, and now you've sharpened that leadership as well. So I want people to also think, just because you don't have a leadership role, your participation matters. You're also a leader. Absolutely. Because you're, you're, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. A hundred percent. And as you're getting feedback, I think it's really important to remember how you feel when you get it, so that when you give it. And... If you want someone to give you the benefit of the doubt that you are giving feedback, you know, in a in a constructive way, apply that to the people who give you feedback. Give that person the benefit of the doubt. And I I talk about the benefit of the doubt all the time because I believe everyone wakes up wanting to be a good person. I believe that we are good people who want everyone else to do well. And because I believe that, I will only assume positive intent. And then I'm going to tell you, it gets really hard sometimes. And I, I can't say I'm at 100% <laughs> no, no, uh, activation <laughs> for that. But it's really important because you have to assume that this person is not taking time out of their time out of their day to be mean to you. And sometimes, you know, you just listen to the feedback and they're like, oh, that's okay. Or sometimes it's it is great feedback, and I'm just like okay, I'm just I'm just gonna listen to what what their intent is, maybe not the message, but you've gotta assume if you're gonna give feedback, how you want people to receive it is how you need to receive the feedback that comes to you. Yeah, and then just receiving the feedback, you want you really want to also leave with that finishing that conversation. What's the plan? What's the action plan? Mm-hmm. Right. So what are you going to do? What is really going to do to help you with that feedback? Right? So it's just time about say, all right, you, you didn't make the cut. Okay, well, why? Right? What can I do to get better? And come from that space. And then hopefully that, that individual will also empower you, hold you accountable, and help you. That's right. the other piece because it's just not here are the facts and that's that. No, you should be walking out empowered like, okay, I didn't know what I didn't know because we all have blind spots. But also walk with, walk away with with a plan of action that will help both mutually. So I had a boss give me feedback on a presentation one time, 
And I'm I'm like, I'm a pretty good presentation, but I, I love building presentations. And so we were having, he was giving me feedback on my presentation. And I said, you know, with, with all due respect, I do a really good job with this. And I think this is a difference of style. And in order for me to be successful, I think I need to keep to my style as much as possible because that's what's going to feel authentic. I can incorporate some of your changes or I can make sure the message you're trying to get across comes across, but it's really important that I hold my voice, that I do it in a way that I can do it. I'm like, otherwise I'm going to feel like I'm presenting someone else's work and I, I don't do a good job when I feel like that. You know, that's that's a skill that comes with time, really. It's just knowing your value and knowing your voice. That's important uh, because, yeah, we think feedback, we have to adjust and kind of give up on, on who we are, but knowing your style, right? That, that That's that's honing in your craft, really yeah. knowing that, right? It's like, hey, you have a different approach. So that, that's a great point that you bring out that really kind of assess, okay, who, again, going back to what I said earlier, who's giving you the feedback, right? right. Is it warranted? Right. And does it does it help you propel you? Because if you're confident enough and you know that you have an audience, that person has a different audience. But those audience never intersect. Right. It's fair game for everybody. Right. Fair game. Each each one has an audience. Everyone has an audience. But also we all have our styles and we don't we're not the same. That's what makes you unique. And that makes an individual unique. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? You're unique, just like everybody else. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There's no two of a kind. (laughs) Um, but when we do feedback, you know, to that point is don't assume what works for you worked for someone else or will work for someone else. And, you know, I, I struggle sometimes because a lot of people have feedback. Well, you know, hace esto, hace esto de esta manera and blah, blah, blah. And if you did this, you know, le dio resultado a fulanito de tal. And you're like, that's great, but they're not me. Yeah. And also, if we followed everyone's playbook the same way, well, we would, you know, we would all be the same person. Yeah, your identity's lost. Yeah. So it's it's managing receiving feedback and also, you know, I would say respecting who who you get feedback from. That's that's a very, you know, we talk about trusted professions like a professor or a <laughs> or someone like a, a teacher or people who want your best interest who are giving you the feedback for your personal growth. And giving that same kind of intent or, or appreciation to your mentors at work or your sponsors at work, people who want to see you move ahead. And maybe they're going to teach you some things about you that you could do better. Maybe you could also encourage them on how to give feedback. So, you know, I'll go back to the texting. I There's so many people that I work with that they don't want to have a conversation. They're not going to read the email. So the only way I can meet them where they are is by going to the forums and the channels and the platforms that they prefer so that I could give them feedback and say like, hey, you know, let's get buttoned up on this or great job on this or, you know what, you really set the bar on this. Meet that person where they're at. It's important, right? Very important uh, because then that communication is well-received. To your point, yeah. I always, I come from the school, it's like, if I have to write two more texts, I'm picking up the phone, <laughs> either I'm driving, and this is a conversation, but that's just the school that I come from, right? Uh, but sometimes, yeah, I mean, just given the setting that you're at, yeah, that text will, will come in, and depending on, to your point, who's coming from, and obtain feedback from those that you admire or you aspire to be, but don't lose your identity. Mm-hmm. You know, be who you are, because 
this world needs who you are. We don't need another copy of someone else. Exactly. You know, I would also say if you're going to give like a presentation or if something's really important, ask for the feedback before you give that presentation. You know, and I remember one of the things that I would do is if I knew something was going to be really big where it could change like the company's trajectory, I would give my presentation to everyone who was going to be in that room before I did the presentation in front of everybody together. I would do it one-on-one so I could get each one of their feedbacks and know what they wanted or what they were looking for, what they needed out of it, so that by the time I presented to the group as a whole, everyone had given me their feedback ahead of time. And that way I was prepared and I felt like, like confident that this would be a success because I had done my homework and asked everybody for feedback ahead of time so that when I got it there, I wouldn't be surprised. And you were able to speak to the entire audience mm-hmm. and, and you were able to obtain the uniqueness. Yeah, in most cases you can't do that, but at least it's always a question like who's in the audience, right? If you're, if you're, if you're delivering a presentation to a larger audience and not, not a board of maybe 10 or 12 people, who's in the audience? Ask age groups, right? Uh, female, male, so you know that your message can resonate with those individuals. That's the other piece, too, uh, for presentation. But I know we're on feedback, but I just wanted to say that on presentations. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I think if we if we digest and think about, you know, the importance of feedback, it's three different things, right? Like who's giving you the feedback, assuming, you know, positive intent, get in the mindset to receive the feedback. And if you're the person giving the feedback, also provide the resources and the plan and the help to make this feedback come to life. Absolutely. So we hope that uh, this feedback landed well for everyone that's listening today. (laughs) And you took some nuggets as well. Uh, For those listening, either you're a leader or you're a team player, you both play an integral part to making everyone shine. So thank you for tuning in today to Corporate Cafecito. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Gas. Y aquí los esperamos para la próxima. Hasta la próxima. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform. 